For the things we do each day, we humans have always looked for smarter solutions to improve the quality of our lives. When it comes to eating better, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make it easier than ever before to enjoy a healthy, simple, yet great experience every day. All meals are fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Less expensive than takeout, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing between 6 or 18 meals per week. You can pause or reschedule anytime. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off. That's code gratitude50 at factor.com gratitude50 to get 50% off. Hi Gratitude Seeker, have you heard of Mood Plus? It's a supplement based on a clinically studied strain of bacteria that promotes mental well-being and stress resilience. Here's what Kelly had to say about it. I'm able to be more patient with my kids and have more clarity to make the many decisions I have to make every day. Find out more about the science behind Mood Plus by going to Mood dash plus.com that's m-u-d dash plus.com and use promo code trymud for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description the gratitude podcast episode 73 so we reinforce our old pathways but actually they're not helpful anymore so we have to create new new pathways and as I've, I teach habits uh, to, to a lot of different people, and actually there's different levels of habits. The easiest habit to form is not this kind. This is actually the highest, hardest level to form. The, the easiest one to form is just a daily practice of, say, sit down and meditate for two minutes. Or for this particular kind of habit, sit down and have a gratitude practice, whether that's journaling with a gratitude journal or just saying a gratitude prayer or just sitting in meditation and, and reflecting on what you're grateful for. Um, so that's just a one time a day new habit where you're not trying to break an old habit. You're not trying to change your mental patterns, but you're just sitting physically and doing something. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. With me today, I have an amazing human being. His name is Leo Babauta. He is a father of six, a husband, the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Power of Less. You might also know, know him from Zen Habits, a blog that has over 2 million readers, written by Leo Babauta about implementing Zen habits in daily life. Zen habits is finding simplicity and mindfulness in the daily chaos of our life. I think this is amazing. And uh, he also works a lot in, um, in the field of how we actually implement habits in our life. And I think we will have a great discussion about 
implement, implementing the habit of gratitude in our life. Hi, Leo. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. My pleasure. So um, my first question for you is, what does gratitude mean for you personally? Oh, that's a, uh, it's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's a very, on, on one level, it's a very small habit of just reminding myself of what I am grateful for in my life, things that I might so easily take for granted. You know, I mean, from having a roof over my head, loved ones in my life, having health, um, having a job, you know, all those little things, but even like eyesight and hearing and being able to hear music. Those are just so, I mean, amazing things that we just take for granted. So for, for one, at one level, it's just reminding myself to be grateful for those and not take them for granted. But if you can, I mean, it can even go deeper than that where it, it awakens you to the profound beauty of life. And I think a lot of times we kind of walk through life almost like we're sleepwalking and just to wake up to it. It's like, Oh my God, I'm in the middle of this miracle and I'm not really appreciating it. So gratitude can be um, a, a big part of that. But also, I've been finding that it can deepen your learning in any situation. So, for example, if I'm going through a really hard time in my life, it's, you know, it could be hard to be grateful during that time. I'm sure I can still be grateful for my eyesight and having a roof over my head. But when I'm having, let's say, relationship troubles or something like that, that's a really hard time to be grateful. But if mm -hmm. I can practice gratitude in those hard times... I can actually deepen my learning and be grateful for this person who is mad at me or uh, for the difficulty that I'm feeling in my body. Like all of these real um, strong emotions that I'm feeling. Can I be grateful for this feeling of sadness or loneliness or anger? And then I can actually open up to, I think, even deeper learning than if we try and like turn away from these difficult feelings. Um, or this difficult situation is like, I don't want to be in the situation. I don't want to feel these difficult feelings, but gratitude can actually help me to open up to them and not try and get away from them, which I think is an amazing thing. And I can be in the middle of uncertainty and discomfort. And in the middle of that, instead of like, Oh, I want to get out of this discomfort. I can say, actually, this is an amazing place to be and be grateful for that as well. And that's just a start for me. That obviously, You've been exploring it as well and probably can go to an endless uh, exploration of gratitude. But for me, those are just some of the things that gratitude opens up to. Yeah, I love what you just said. And I totally agree with that. Uh, we actually had on uh, on the gratitude podcast, we, we had one of the leading experts in emotional intelligence. Mm. And uh, he was saying kind of the same thing with different words. The mm. fact that it's important for us to feel our feelings, whether yeah. they are so-called negative or positive, because, and it has been my experience as well, when we are living those uh, negatives and we, uh, as you said, we even appreciate the, the emotional depth that we're feeling, we, we get to feel the, the, the positives at the higher level as well. Sure. And I think too often we don't want to feel those negative feelings, right? So we try and run away from them. And so gratitude 
is one way of just saying, just sitting there with those feelings and allowing ourselves to fully feel them. And I think actually if we can fully feel them, they pass on just like a, a cloud that would pass on over your head. It's just the weather of the, of the moment. But if we can just allow ourselves to feel it, but by running away from it, we're actually causing even more problems. So yeah, I think your expert is exactly right. We need to just fully feel all emotions, the whole range, and not limit ourselves to saying, oh, I can only feel joy and, and these things. And over here, I don't want to ever feel these difficult things, right? And I think a lot of us try and turn a blind eye and just hide from those. But if we can just allow ourselves to feel the full range of life and, and being human, I think that's even more amazing than just the highs, you know? Definitely, definitely. So tell us a little bit, how, uh, what do you do when, let's say, I don't know, you're uh, in a situation, I don't know, you just had a fight with someone and you're feeling that those emotions, what do you do exactly so that we can learn from you and we can actually apply in, in our situations as well? Sure. So let's say I'm, you know, I'm married, right? So let's yeah. say it's with my wife. I'm not going to pretend that I never have fights with my wife. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. So let's say she and I get into an argument and she's unhappy with me. Well, I might have a habitual response to her being unhappy with me. And all of us are very are different with that. But some of you might might hear yourselves in my response. So my habitual response might be, oh, I don't like when she's unhappy with me. I don't like that when she gets frustrated or complains about me. And so I start to maybe spin a story around about how she shouldn't be this way and she shouldn't um, act that way towards me and she should maybe appreciate me more and all of these things. And then I start to emotionally shut down to her, right? So I like build up a wall so I don't get hurt because I am actually hurt in this moment, but you, know, you hear this yourself in this a little bit, right? Um, so I put up a wall and I withdraw and I say, I don't need her. And of course, you know, that's protective of me. Maybe this is something that I developed, a strategy I developed in childhood, but it's actually not serving me personally or my relationship or my wife, who is, you know, a beautiful person. And I do want to serve her as a husband. Exactly. And so by withdrawing and shutting myself off to her negative emotions, I have now not only uh, tried to protect myself, but I'm also making myself more unhappy. I'm making her unhappy because she, instead of trying to be open to her, I've now run away from her and she's like, oh, what? he's, he's running away again. And I, that makes her more unhappy. And it hurts my relationship with her because now we're not talking to each other and we're not healing the wounds and we're not opening ourselves up to each other. So that's my habitual response. And some of you are familiar with that, or maybe you have a, a spouse who does that as well, right? I can definitely relate, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in this moment, I have a choice. I can continue down this path of my habitual response, or I can recognize that I'm doing it. I'm like, ah, I'm doing it again. That's the moment when I've woken up out of my sleepwalk, out of just doing the habitual response, and I said, uh, here I am doing the same thing. And I already know what that results in. You know, I've already done the AB test, you know, <laughs> when you split test something, I've already done the A test and I know I've done this a thousand times and I know what happens. It's not so good. Um, it doesn't make me happier to, to, to withdraw and to be resentful of her. And so maybe I can try a new test, the B test, right? 
and say, maybe I should try a new path. And in this moment, I can open up to gratitude. And you can see me like physically doing this, but I can actually open my heart up and say, okay, maybe I need to get away from her for a minute, right? While she's angry at me. But I can also just say, I can get away and I can say, okay, let me sit with this emotion. First of all, just recognize that I am feeling hurt and resentful and, you know, wanting to withdraw from her. So just recognize that and then even open up to feeling grateful for this feeling. And so that process of that is just noticing how it feels in my body. So what's the physical feeling? There's the story spinning around my head about her, like she shouldn't be this way. I don't know why she's always doing this. But there's also the feeling in my body. For me, I often feel it in my chest. Uh, Other people would be in their stomach or their shoulders or head. But I can actually feel physical sensations. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling tightness here and, or maybe a shooting kind of pain. And I can just feel that pain. Actually, there's a tenderness in my heart and a, a pain like it's been wounded. I can actually feel that as well as the tightness. And I can just notice it and then I can say, can I welcome that? Can I be grateful for that feeling? So now I'm sitting here feeling this feeling instead of running away from it just fully opening myself up to it, welcoming the feeling, which is not something that we normally do. It's a whole different path, right? Welcoming it and saying, hey, you are here in my house. Come in, come in. It's okay that you're here. And just experience it and say, what can I be grateful for for this feeling? Well, this feeling actually shows me that I am alive, shows me that I have a heart that can be hurt shows me that I'm in a loving relationship where, yes, it's messy, sometimes we get hurt, but at least I have someone in my life who loves me and that I care about. And I would, if I didn't care about her, I wouldn't feel this difficulty, right? So I'm using gratitude to open myself up to that. And that's the first thing is just being with my experience. The second is, can I turn towards her and be grateful for her? And this is actually really, really hard for most of us or at least for me, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but as I turn towards someone who is unhappy with me and is doing something that I'm resentful for, can I be grateful for her just as she is? Instead of wanting her to change and be more grateful to me, you know, or uh, uh, be a happier, more positive person, can I be grateful for the person she is right now? And that's hard, but that's to me where the deepest learning comes in is where you can open up to this person instead of rejecting them, just be fully present with them and say, what can I, how can I fall in love with you as you are right now? And that could be a person you're in relationship with or a stranger. Can I fall in love with a stranger being who they are or just your situation in life or even yourself? Sometimes you can be unhappy with yourself and you can fall in love with this version of yourself where you normally would judge, criticize, blame, beat up. Um, And so that's the process. It's just turning towards this person and opening up to them. And actually, when you are grateful for them, you can see that they are hurting just like you are. You know, I have a pain in my heart. She definitely does too. And I've been so self-centered, so caught up in my own uh, story about how she shouldn't be this way to me. And I, I don't know why. Instead, I can turn towards her and be less selfish and more selfless and see that she's hurting. 
So there's the her hurting and seeing and having compassion for that. And finally, I can open up to our interconnectedness, which is that we are in this together. We are a team that are like, I actually want us both to be happy and not just me. Um, and by, by seeing this connection, it actually strengthens my bond with her and my love with her. We are both hurting right now. We are both in the situation where we're hurting. We both want this relationship to be better. We want to be happy together. And how can we both um, find a, a solution that makes us both happy? So that interconnectedness is like this web of, of uh, connectedness that we are both, we are both influencing each other. We're both creating this moment together. And so that's just kind of, to me, the even bigger step of my own unhappiness and being grateful there, turning towards her and then seeing the interconnectedness that we both have. I love it. I love it. Uh, what, what, I, what I understood from this and what I think it's important to point out for our listeners is that basically, um, if I understand right, you're creating a new habit, right? Mm. Instead of uh, uh, going on the old habit, you are, you are creating basically a new habit, a habit that at first, of course, it might be harder to implement because you have to be conscious, you have to make different choices. And in time, it actually gets to be easier. And uh, of course, when the emotions are uh, very intense, it's not always easy, but um, it actually creates a different kind of pattern, a, dif a different kind of uh, habit. Because like you said, uh, the other possibility And I think it's one of the <clears throat> one of the things that we're we're doing usually in relationships where we're choosing that <laughs> the, the A version, and mm -hmm. um, many people get instead of uh, learning how to deal with this situation, they go to all kinds of uh, addictions. They go to all kinds of things that make them uh, go away from that feeling or close up or make it so that they they don't feel that thing and i think that's that's why it's so important what you just said and the, the example that you gave and uh how you can use gratitude in this situation that's exactly right so like he's like he said we're forming a new habit and a new pathway it's actually neural pathways that we're forming we have old pathways that we have developed since childhood honestly i think most of us When we have these feeling, you know, with our inner relationships or with our coworkers, with, you know, procrastinating with work, these are all old neural pathways that we developed as children. And at some point that actually was reinforced by like when I withdrew from, let's say, the anger of my parent, I um, had actually protected me. So that was rewarded. And so for a while it was self-reinforcing. And now when I, when I use it, it's actually not helping me, but I have these old pathways and I, maybe I reward myself by saying, oh, this is better. You know, you're doing a good job by running away from her because she shouldn't be like that, right? So we reinforce our old pathways, but actually they're not helpful anymore. So we have to create new, new pathways. And as I've, I teach habits uh, to, to a lot of different people, And actually, there's different levels of habits. The easiest habit to form is not this kind. This is actually the highest, hardest level to form. 
the, the easiest one to form is just a daily practice of say, sit down and meditate for two minutes or for this particular kind of habit, sit down and have a gratitude practice, whether that's journaling with a gratitude journal or just saying a gratitude prayer or just sitting in meditation and, and reflecting on what you're grateful for. Um, so that's just a one time a day new habit where you're not trying to break an old habit. You're not trying to change your mental patterns, but you're just sitting physically and doing something. It could be another physical habit like drinking more water or doing some push-ups or doing yoga or writing. Those are all like once a day uh, new habits that you're forming, right? That's the, to me, that's the beginner level. And I think most people should start there. Pretty much all of us should start there. Just an easy habit, small, um, and then just gradually make that a new neural path. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my favorite artists beautifully sings that if we open up our plans, then we are free. But unfortunately, it's usually not that easy most of the time. We have responsibilities, errands, and things we said yes to that we didn't actually want to take on. I believe we'd have more time for that thing we always wanted to do, even if that's just taking a nap, if we were more proficient in setting boundaries. But I also know that doing that on your own is hard. Thankfully, therapy can help us do just that. An objective perspective from the outside is very helpful in becoming aware of when and where the boundaries are not clearly set or not clearly communicated. So give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited for your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com gratitude today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash gratitude mood plus the supplement i told you about at the start of the show contains a unique strain of inactivated bacteria originally isolated from mud or soil called m vacci this comes from new research and it isn't a probiotic but what does it do this bacteria has been shown to promote mental well-being stress resilience anxiety resilience and also boosting mood through its interaction with our immune system and its helpful effects on inflammation. It works because in the past humans had far greater exposure to these kinds of bacteria before our modern sanitary living. Researchers call these good bacteria our old friends and are finding that they may have played a key role in regulating our immune system, gut health and even mental health. Mood Plus safely reintroduces your body to these beneficial bacteria. Get your Mood Plus now. Go to Mood dash plus dot com that's m-u-d dash p-l-u-s dot com and use code trymud for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description and use the discount code trymud having our digestive system work properly makes it so much easier to feel grateful and enjoy a great quality of life I'm very excited to see firsthand the relief that Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic provides in terms of digestive discomfort. Our gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body, and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, immune system, 
and much more. Seeds capsule is tested to get to where your body really needs it. With new clinical trials and breakthrough research published in top scientific journals, Seeds probiotic programs make it a trustworthy source of pre and probiotics. We need these two constantly to enjoy great health, but they're hard to get from the food we eat. Thankfully, Seed provides a simple solution to help us keep this healthy habit. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com gratitude and use code 25gratitude to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com gratitude, code 25gratitude. So that's the first level. Second level is changing a bad habit. So let's say I want to quit drinking alcohol so much. That's really difficult or quit smoking or quit chewing my nails. Those are difficult things, but I can actually see those happening. I mean, I have to replace them with new habits. For every trigger of my bad habits, say drinking or smoking, I have to figure out what's causing the trigger. What is the need that's causing me to do that? and then replace it with a new habit, a positive habit that's replacing that or fulfilling that need. Uh, So stress relief would be a big one for smoking or drinking. How am I going to, what am I going to do instead? Um, So that's level two. And that's very difficult. And I actually recommend don't start with that. (laughs) But the last level is mental habits. And so what we're talking about here is when my wife or my coworker, my boss, whoever is angry at me, um, as one example, uh, how do I change my mental habit of resentment or withdrawing or complaining about them or shutting them off? How do I change that? And that's, um, like I said, level three. And the reason it's level three is because, first of all, it's not once a day. It could be many times during the day. Or maybe you don't experience it for a week because everything is going great in all your relationships, right? Um, so it's unpredictable. It could happen multiple times a day and you don't see it happening. Our mental processes happen in our heads. We can see ourselves drinking alcohol. We can see ourselves doing push-ups, but we don't see ourselves thinking. And so what this requires is an additional level of awareness of you knowing that you are now doing your old habit. So, um, sometimes it helps to see uh, the physical symptoms of your mental thing. And so sometimes people like clench their hands when they're doing one of the like resentment or anger. Um, They start sighing or they they clench, they physically do this or they walk away. If you notice yourself doing the physical thing, that can bring awareness to what your mental process is. When When you see yourself doing that or you're like yelling at someone, right? That can bring awareness. And then at that moment, you can say, okay, now I have the choice to create this new pathway. Um, And there's some other, I don't know if we want to go, how deep you want to go into habits, but there's some other things that can support changing a mental habit as well. This is great. This is great. And I I love the fact that uh, you go on different levels. And I know from my own experience that habits aren't always that easy to change especially some type, some types of uh, of habits but um what what i would be very curious to for us to go into is um for instance what i've seen in my life and uh, in the life of others 
is that we we don't only have uh, the habits that we we think about usually, like uh, brushing the teeth every uh, every morning, or I don't know, having breakfast at a certain time, or things like this. But um, I I like to call them emotional habits, like um, how we how we how we live our life actually. Mm-hmm. how much we appreciate different things for instance to be to have a a more exact um reference how we react for instance to a gift mm. you know um so for it to be more concrete but the thing is that in my opinion uh even though we might for instance reach a certain goal that we want if we don't have a habit in being grateful and in, in appreciating um we will still do the the same things emotionally even though we we are there right absolutely yeah and uh, you know, what you brought up about reaching a goal that's exact that's a great example because i think we all or at least most of us do that and i know me personally um i'll set a goal and i'll be like working 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 and i achieve it and then i'm like okay what's next right and i haven't exactly, even stopped yeah. to appreciate you know, this achievement or like all of the work that I put into it. And now it's just this continual, and like you said, it won't change if we just keep doing it. I get to the next goal and I'm looking forward to the next thing. And then, you know, I keep doing that until I die. (laughs) Exactly. It never stops. (laughs) It never stops. And so actually uh, what I found is even better than appreciating when you reach the goal is appreciating it when you're actually doing the things um, that that take you to the goal. So I'll give you an example. Like I'm doing a chin-up challenge with my son. We do uh, five sets of chin-ups every other day, right? And so we do it and we're doing it together. And as I'm doing it, I notice myself, this is something that that a lot of us do is is like you you just want to get to the end. So I want to get to the end of this set. I want to get to the five sets and then I'm done, right? And so I'm done with my my chin-ups for the day. And I get to the next day and I do the same thing. I want to get to the end of this set get to the end of my five sets and I'm done. And I, you know, maybe this, at the end of this, I'm going to get stronger and I'll be able to do 30, you know, 50 chin-ups or something like that. But along the way, I've just been trying to get through it into the other end. And this is actually a, a mental habit that is not good for forming any other habits. So if we can change this mental habit, we can get better at forming the habits of meditation or push-ups or brushing our teeth or whatever. Um, because when we do those other habits, we try and rush through them. So I want to do meditation every day. So I'm like, okay, set my meditation timer, sit down, hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> Five minutes is over. Okay, I'm done, right? Okay, I'm done with my meditation habit. Okay, I'm going to do my, my gratitude habit. Okay, list five things, done, go to the next thing, right? And this is actually not a, a helpful way to form habits because after a while, we're going to be like, okay, I get through these habits like it's a chore. And um, eventually, we're going to be like, I don't want to do my chores anymore. I'm like tired of it. And so we stop doing them because this is so tiring to have to do these habits. Eventually, I might have like 10 habits that I'm doing every morning. I'm like, oh, I have to get through all of these horrible habits that are just so tiring. So what I suggest instead is the mental habit that you're talking about, or maybe it's an emotional habit of as you do the habit, find gratitude and joy and mindfulness and appreciation right in the middle of it. 
So I'm, I'm sitting down to do my meditation instead of saying, okay, I get through these five minutes or whatever it is that I'm meditating, 10 minutes. Like, can I just be fully present here and just be grateful that I have this seat and I'm able to sit here in this cushion, that I have this body, that I'm actually able to practice this. And like this moment, how I practice in this moment is exactly how I'm going to show up after this moment. And do I want to be just rushing through my life and not appreciating it? Or do I want to fully be here uh, with this particular moment every single day as I'm sitting here with you instead of wanting, okay, when is this podcast going to be over? (laughs) Can I say, wow, this is amazing that I'm connecting to someone halfway across the world who's got an amazing smile (laughs) and wants to talk about gratitude with me. Like, that's amazing. And I can just be here with you in this moment and appreciate it. So I think as I'm doing the chin-ups or as I'm doing my push-ups or as I'm doing my, my journaling, I have to just be here with it and fully be present with it and not try and get to the end. Um, as I'm doing this chin-up, I have to like just smile at this chin-up. <laughs> like, yes, there's some discomfort here, but wow, I get to actually move my arms. I'm so glad I have arms. I'm doing something with my son, which is a loving thing that we're sharing together. And I'm setting a good example for him. And he's actually motivating me to do it because without him, I wouldn't be doing it. So just being present and appreciating all of this stuff, I think makes it so much more amazing. And you can actually look forward to your habits if you form this mental or emotional habit that you're talking about. I love it. I love it. And I think this is, this is actually, from my point of view, this is our life. We, all, we always think of, of our life like, okay, I need to go through high school so I can get to college, so I can get a great job, so I can get a great spouse, so I can uh, make children, you know, the, the whole story. Um, but in, in this rush uh, that we are, we are so used to, we, we don't remember the fact that in fact, life is the things between those bigger things. And yeah, for instance, when, when you graduate, it's, I don't know, it's a big moment. Yeah. But in my experience, it hasn't been like, oh my God, this, everything changed. I don't know <laughs> what, for instance, when, when, uh, when I uh, graduated from high school and I went to, to the university, Okay, some things did change, but uh, what I remember, what, what I remember, what I actually found out was the fact that I took uh, some things with myself, like the the habits that I had, like mentally and emotionally, they were still with me, and I was still rehearsing them. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and another thing, uh, so this this um, Benedictine monk. Uh, that talks about uh, gratitude says something really beautiful about uh, gratitude being the great fullness of life and when you were describing uh, doing the the chin-ups or the push-ups that's exactly it the the fullness of that particular moment right exactly the full fully appreciating the texture of that and again, if we're like thinking, oh, I can't wait to get to the end or the goal or whatever, it's just the end of the set. I'm not even thinking about this moment as I feel my arms. I'm actually just like, okay, I'm, I'm almost done. I have nine, you know, 10. Like 
I'm almost done. Like you're trying to get to the end, but you're not actually appreciating the fullness of this moment. Just really noticing the texture of it and everything going on in it. It's to me amazing in each moment and we don't, don't appreciate it. Yeah. And there is another thing that I think it's, um, it's wonderful about, uh, I've, I don't know if I've read it in a, in a book about, um, Zen or if it was a documentary, but, um, it talked about, for instance, doing the dishes, mm. the fact that you can do them in such a way that you, uh, you are aware of what you're doing. And, um, and I'm thinking about all kinds of chores that we need to do that sure. usually are chores and we don't actually like to do them too much. Um, yeah. if we do them in, in a different way, can you, uh, say a few words about this? Yeah. I mean, doing the dishes, I think is a great, a great thing. Um, or, you know, cleaning the kitchen or cleaning the bathroom would be another good example of that. Right. So I'm doing the dishes or I'm cleaning the bathroom. And again, we want to just get through it. This is nothing fun. Can't wait to get to the, to the end of this. And then of course we're going to do the same thing. in the next thing we do, right. Clean the dishes, do the bathroom. Now I have to go like drive to the grocery store, cook dinner. And you're just like trying to get through it to the, to the next thing. And you just do that until you go to bed and then repeat that the next day. Right? Um, and I'm not criticizing anybody who does this because we all do this most of the time. I mean, even those of us who try and practice gratitude, there's still a large portion of the time when we're just trying to get through our lives. Um, so yeah, the, Doing a dish, you can completely open up to that where you just be like, okay, I've just been sleepwalking, right? I'm just trying to get to the end. But actually, can I be here right now with this dish? And you can feel the texture of the dish. You can feel the water and the soap and just be fully there with that. And actually, it's an amazing experience to just feel the joy of washing a dish and saying, And also just being grateful, like, I have a dish in my life. Like, some people are out there on the streets with no dishes, no food. And I actually just had a great meal, and I get to wash this dish that was made by some craftsman somewhere else or in some factory by some Chinese people who sweat, you know, and, and work really hard. And it's amazing that I'm supported by all of these people. So just, like, reflecting all of this stuff by washing this one dish actually transforms the experience, opens you up to the fullness of life that you were talking about. And, you know, I, I think to me, there's joy available in every moment, even in the, the really difficult moments, even the ones where you're scrubbing bath, the bathroom and it's dirty and you just like want to get through it. Like actually you can find joy in the middle of that. Um, and that to me is where the deepest learning happens is when you can find, open yourself up to the joy of dirtiness, of messiness, of pain, of people being angry with you, all of these things, even of your disgust with yourself, if you have any of that, just opening yourself up fully to that. To me, that's where the deepest learning comes in. So we're actually going to grow and change and discover new things by opening ourselves up to that um, in every moment, whether it's washing dishes or or dealing with a difficult situation. I love it. I love it. It's so good that I think this, this should be our closing thought. Um, okay. But not before um, 
telling us what are you grateful for in your life? Who are the people that you're grateful for in your life? Oh man, <laughs> there's do you. How long do you want the list to be? <laughs> well, like, just to make it short, yeah. Uh, I am grateful for all of my loved ones and friends. Um, it's just, I'm just so happy to have them in my lives, my life. Um, and I am grateful for you here in this <laughs> podcast, you. for everyone listening and for the readers who support me in my life. I'm so grateful to be able to, to give my work and then be supported in return uh, by all of them. And then I do a, a meditation where I try, you, you've probably done this too, where it's a, like a loving kindness or a compassion meditation where you are um, sending out a wish to all beings. May they be, may all beings be happy. So I often do that. And I'm actually grateful for my connection to all beings. My heart is connected to every single person's heart. So I'm grateful actually for all beings, uh, human and, and otherwise. Wonderful, wonderful. I love I love the perspective and the the global connectedness that uh, that I could also feel when when you when you just said that. So, um, where can our audience find you? Where can our audience see your work? And uh, I know that you you have a, a program on habits that uh, might be interesting for our listeners. Sure. Uh, so my work, you know, is on zenhabits.net. That's the, uh, the main site. And then from there, you can find my Sea Change program, which is my habits program. It's called Sea Change, uh, S-E-A, Change. And it's also you can find it at seachange.zenhabits.net. And that's my monthly membership program where we work on habits every month. And I have 40-some courses in there on different habits, including gratitude. So <laughs> come and join us, and we'll work on it together. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and now with us. And uh, I'm just grateful that uh, we, we just had this, this conversation and I'm sure that it will have uh, an amazing impact on many of our listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this interview. I really hope you enjoyed it and you are thinking about at least one new habit that you want to implement in your life. And I hope that you got some really useful tips on how you can do that. If you're new to the Gratitude Podcast, I invite you to subscribe because you will get all kinds of um, great interviews like this one and lots of useful tips and inspiration for maintaining and enhancing the gratitude that you have and that you experience in your life. Thank you so much for listening, for subscribing and um, if you're generous enough for sharing this episode with your friends, with your family, with people that you think might uh, benefit from listening to it. Thank you so much and I wish you an amazing day. Keep seeking gratitude.